Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before the game kicks off, let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. California, Florida, we don't expect to Back where they changed the law and they've allowed 16 months for the NCAA to do something about it. They said, well, effectively, our athletes can profit off of their name, image, and likeness. We don't think it's fair. California and Florida both did that. Other states promptly followed suit. And, and that's really where we got into this name, image, and likeness sort of debacle. And then in their infinite genius, the NCAA sort of holds a couple of meetings and they say that, wait, we'll, we'll do something about it. We'll see what we can do. Let's We'll, we'll produce some guide rails. This will be fine. And then July 2021 rolls around and nothing happened. Nothing, nothing at all. And they effectively just prayed for for government intervention, which, of course, anybody in their right mind, they know that that's really the best course of action, right? Well, what happened now is they are effectively, and correct me if I'm wrong, retroactively punishing universities and institutions for their inability to promote fair play, provide some guidelines. Same thing that we saw with all this transfer portal stuff with Tez Walker and with North Carolina, and then they just they, they tell him that he can't play. He doesn't play for the first couple of games of the season. And then seemingly overnight, they just say, hey, actually, you can play. It's, well, you should just blame your institution for not being able to file paperwork properly, which, yeah, we, we absolutely know that was the, the that's exactly the reason that Tez Walker couldn't play. It wasn't the fact that you realized that you were an institution that should be there to support the student-athletes, not support the whatever the money grubbing individuals were. And now, of course, we have what's going on with Tennessee. And, and one of the, the programs that they have isolated is, is Tennessee. And they are trying to effectively punish them for some impermissible benefits that were provided to the during the recruitment for five-star quarterback Nico. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I still haven't gotten that down yet. I'm still working on it. Nico, I promise I'll, be, I'll do better next time. But I cannot pronounce his last name super effectively, so he's just going to be be known as Nico here. And they're giving them level one and level two violations, which 
at this point would be a, a second a second violation because of course Jeremy Pruitt went through his whole issue with the McDonald's bags and handing out cash and that's fine that's one thing that's a different thing entirely and I'm not going to address that this is mostly on the NCAA for not providing any sort of guide rails any sort of recommendations any sort of penalties and now trying to retroactively punish the University of Tennessee and Tennessee they're now coming full throttle back at the NCAA. The, t- the chancellor of the Tennessee program, Donde Plowman, basically says that they had, quote, two and a half years of vague and contradictory NCAA memos that have created chaos that NCAA member institutions and student athletes are, quote, struggling to navigate. They're suing the NCAA for their negligence, and I, I support them. So... <clears throat> There's a lot of interesting angles to pick at uh, on this one, Garrett. And let's start at the beginning. The problem started at the same time NIL began. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was other problems before that, but it it really does start with the introduction of NILs and collectives and that whole industry. And the problem was the NCAA was given time to find ways to regulate it properly. And they did not. And I know there are issues with different states having different laws and the NCAA kind of just let every state pick their own setup. That's why we are where we are now. Now let's fast forward to some of the conversations you and I have had just in the last two weeks, Garrett. We, we have stressed our concern about the collectives and, and their abilities to govern properly to benefit the schools that that's not necessarily yeah. it is their goal. They're trying to make their school's football team better, but ultimately they're playing by whatever rules they feel they want to play by. And, and this is where you have issues now is that a lot of these things that the NCAA is, is looking at is done by a collective, not by the school. And, and so their, their inability to regulate at the start of this at the front end, has now led to people on the back end finding ways to get benefits that shouldn't be given out. And it's essentially impossible for the schools to regulate because you're not allowing the schools to to control the money. It's got to be a collective that's not tied to the school. And so it it all comes all the way back to the idea of this was always going to happen at some point because the schools were not in charge of the money. And you and I have talked about this so much the last two weeks from both sides in terms of collectives seem like at some point they could be fraud. It could be a scam to they're not actually benefiting the students. It's a money making industry, all of the different angles we've touched on. And it's now led to this. And and it's it's a situation where. This could have been avoided with the proper regulation. It could have been avoided with um, a little bit of foresight, I, I think, is is the other aspect of this. Um, how did you not see this coming? How did you not see – because how did you not see yeah. not affiliated directly with the school not cheating? I mean, it's like it was always going to happen at some point that way. And, 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 look, we'll talk about it here in a couple of moments. But now, now you look at the big picture – um, and I don't know if it's as drastic as everyone's kind of jumping to, um, but it might be. Uh, I, I mean, the question 
is left there, Garrett, because it's not just Tennessee. It's going to be other schools. It's going to be other states. Um, is this, the, again, we have to kind of big picture it here, and I want to hear your answer. Mm-hmm. Is this the beginning of the end for the NCAA as it relates to college football? I think ultimately, and we don't know the timeline for this answer, but I think ultimately that's probably where it's headed. Yeah, no, this is where we're heading. And this this has been where we, we've been heading for, I'd say, a number of years now. And, and, and really, this comes from the injunction that Tennessee and Virginia filed. And look, they made this... It may not be the end of the NCAA per se, but it would be the end of NCAA enforcement, which if you remove their teeth, then I don't really know what their point is anymore. I, I, and we talk about them as a governing body. They're, they're really the only option that has existed in college athletics. That's it. And, and I'm not saying, and I, I think, look, at the end of the day, it's like, if the NCAA goes away, it would create a power vacuum that would need to be filled by something. So I think the next question is if if their teeth are taken away, which it sounds like that's the direction that we're going in, assuming that Tennessee gets what they, gets their way on this, which I, I think they there's a very good chance that they do. Otherwise, I don't think that they would be pushing back as hard as they are right now. They really, really, really think that they have a good shot at this. And if they do get their way, which I'm assuming they will, then – the NCAA loses its teeth and we don't know who steps in. And, and then that get, leads us to this, the new future of college football, which has long been the future of college football, which is just super conferences. And that's where it, the, the, the football alone steps away and breaks off and creates its own new division and its own league of sorts where you can create, uh, you can collectively bargain with the athletes. They can receive compensation. You can uh, align media rights deals along evenly throughout all of these programs. And I don't know if that's necess- all of these things are going to happen necessarily, but you have to open the possibility, the, the door to that possibility, because that's just where we are in college athletics. If you want to see college athletics continue, which I think based off of the amount of people that I see who listen to this podcast, based off of the amount of people who watch those national championship games, based off the amount of people who watch a, a, a mundane ESPN plus game, on whatever platform like people want to watch this sport continue because it's meaningful and it matters to a lot of people and in order to preserve that sport they need to get away from the ncaa and get away from the ncaa as quickly as possible yeah uh, 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 it feels like a fast forward to where we're ultimately are going to be headed um but but it, it it just I, I'm so befuddled by the fact that we had how many different parties begging for for regulations for how many years now um, in Congress, in their state assembly, like where, wherever they could, they've been saying time and time again, this needs to be regulated. It mm-hmm. needs to be regulated. It needs to be like, one central rule we all abide by it wasn't and now you find yourself sitting in this position here so at the end of the day whatever the future holds whether it's ncaa or not ncaa whether it's some of the schools that are involved and others are separated or it's all the schools involved whatever it is you've got to get to a point where there's like one agreed upon set of regulations and bylaws and what you can do 
and what you cannot do in regards to these players because they're always going to try and find their advantages, skirting the lines, whatever it may be. And if you're dealing with 50 different rules in 50 different states, it's going to be an absolute nightmare for the sport. I mean, look, the sport itself is okay. It's the second most popular sport in the country. It's not dying down anytime soon. But there are aspects of it that are in trouble. Um, and and so I think that, to me, is, is the biggest concern, is how quickly can you find a pathway towards universal regu- regulations and legislation on this? Because it didn't matter who asked for it, whether it was the all-powerful Nick Saban, um, state senators, um, congressmen, whatever. We, we, we've asked for legislation on this for how many years now, Garrett? Six going on six years, seven years, whatever the number is, yeah. and we haven't gotten anywhere with it. I, I think this is um, this is a real kind of wake up call into the fact that if you didn't think we need legislation before, like this really should be the final straw to like get it done, figure it out, or we're going to have a dramatically different. And again, the sport itself will not change. Mm-hmm. Um, the sport of college football in terms of lining up on Saturdays is not going to be dramatically different, but, but the, the other aspects of it, uh, you, you know, where money comes from, how money is divvied out, um, conference. I mean, all of that stuff could be up for grabs based on where we spin this and where this all ends up. And, and look, I, I compared it earlier today. To me, this is like the Italian mobster that makes the power play. And it only ends two ways. It only ends up on top or six feet under. There is no settling back in and controlling parts of this. Like if you're the NCAA, this is your power play. And you chose to make it right now. And you either solidify your standing and end up on top or where we all seem to think it's headed You made a miscalculation, a gross miscalculation, which is what this appears to be with the way that Tennessee is fighting it, and you're going to end up six feet under. That's kind of the way I take a look at it, and and I I don't know if you feel the same, but but I I I mean, you know me, I'm a movie guy, and it kind of feels like like that's what's going on. Yeah, the Corleone family doing what they got to (laughs) do to to stay on top. Uh, Yeah, I I understand that reference completely, but yeah, really. I think I have a slightly different timeline than you do just based off of just what I've seen. So I'm going to take you back to 2020. And of course, not a lot of people like to remember 2020. Of course, we were in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and um, a lot of like the NCAA cancels the, the cancels March Madness and and, and the, the College World Series. And we're into the summer months and, and a lot of programs start saying or conferences and the NCAA in general are saying, nope, fall is canceled. We're not doing anything. And, I, and Greg Sankey stood up and said, no, no, we're, we're going to wait and we're not going to cancel anything. And there was a lot of pushback and a lot of people were, were calling for for him. And like they were saying he was doing something terrible, whatever. And I don't care where you stand on that. You and anybody who's listening, it doesn't matter. That's not the point of this conversation. That is when we and then we ended up having a season and everybody else came back into the fold and they followed his lead. That was really, in my mind, one of the first times. And then somebody stood up to the NCAA, said, we're going to do it our way. And they called their bluff. And the NCAA folded. The rest of the conferences all folded. And they all followed suit. And and it's and, and I understand that they, in this day and age, Tony Petiti and Greg Sankey, they dictate the, the future of the sport, whether they, yeah. they like to admit it or not. 
they're the two most important power brokers in, in college football, in college athletics in general, but specifically college football. And when Greg Sankey stood up and made that decision, and then everybody else just sort of followed suit soon after, that's when you realize the NCAA is in over its head and we're, we're past we're past them. And, well, it, and that's it, just it, true as a sport. Just to double back on your point, because I think you're making a great thing. The other problem for the NCAA is is it starts with Tennessee, but you've got other member institutions in the SEC that are going to back Tennessee. And what starts is one, Georgia backs them. They don't like whatever. Florida backs them. You get Texas, and it jumps into the big – and now you've started – now that's where the the problem really becomes an issue. If this were San Diego State trying to fight the NCAA, we're probably having a different discussion. In fact, it's probably barely being covered by – you know, the national media, but, but it's not, and and we can already see where it's headed. And you're right. Um, College football goes as the sec goes, whether big 10 people like it or not, that's just the truth. Um, And, and for it to start here in the sec and, and look, they are fierce competitors, but you know, that every other school in the sec looks at this as we can't let them do something we're not doing sort of thing. And um, yeah, it, it, it's going to snowball, uh, I, I would imagine, relatively quickly. Now, that doesn't mean this whole process plays out quickly. Um, but I think in terms of teams coming and siding with Tennessee, like you're like you're kind of suggesting that they did back in, in, in the era of, of a potentially canceled season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you get enough backing and it, it starts to become the movement. I agree with you. Yeah, because you, you just follow the timeline of what the NCAA has done since COVID. It, it, it's just been consistently them trying to to swing wildly and try to regain the, some of that lost power. And since since that COVID since COVID nineteen, it's like they've they've swung wildly and missed, and they've only like ceded more and more and more and more power because. They tried to go to the government and say they went to the Supreme Court. They argued in front of the Supreme Court. One of their arguments was that people prefer to watch amateur athletics compared to paid athletes, which is just insane. But not the point. The point is they lost. They lost that argument. They spent tens of millions of dollars fighting against name, image, and likeness, and they lost. And then they had a chance to set up guide rails. They didn't do it. Then they had a chance to, to say, hey, well, you have to do this. Like, as far as the transfer portal is concerned, they lost that battle there, then too. They have consistently ceded more and more and more and more and more control until we are at this point now, which I feel like it's a breaking point that we are plain and simple because this feels like they are wildly swinging their fists and they just connected with somebody who punches back. Yeah, again, I just, when I think over what led us to these issues, it it still goes back to the the refusal to allow schools to control these decisions. Like, that's really the base of it. Like, the whole idea of collectives having the money is what has put you in this situation. And, And we ask for legislation, we ask guidelines and regulations, all that stuff. But to to allow entities that while they would like to support the school but are not directly affiliated by the school probably do not understand the NCAA bylaws and what is and isn't allowed like you were always going to end up with this um and, and you're going to get into a situation like you have now with Tennessee where they're like 
well, you wouldn't give us control. What do you expect from us? Um, and and it, it, it just it it could have been could have been handled. Like like the, it, there should have been foresight to foresee that. I mean, well, Abe, they went have, to court instead. Yeah, it, it, they, it was, they went to the Supreme Court, and then they they tried their <laughs> battle, and then they just sat on their hands. Um, the the only path back, in my opinion, for the NCAA, and not that there is one at, at this point, but if there's going to be one, um, it, it is a plan for for legislation and regulation. Um, and I don't know if at this point that would be enough. Um, but that's the only path back because if you can't provide that, the schools will find a way to bring it upon themselves to do so. And mm-hmm. if that's the plan, if that's the roadmap they have to follow you're no longer involved, which is what you've been discussing and setting up this whole time anyways. Um, Now, whether that leads to the other discussion of payers are played directly, employees of the unit, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I think ultimately that's probably the simplest answer in in terms of controlling the money. Um, And I don't mean controlling money in in, in the way the collectives do it. I mean, in in terms of fairly divvying out what, what is allowed, but um, you you just you opened up the Wild West with, mm-hmm. I mean, at least in Wild West towns, when you go For into sure. a new city, the sheriff checks your guns and says no guns allowed in this town. When you're ready to leave, check out. Like like, like there wasn't even that. Like there wasn't even that. <laughs> I know I'm making like a lot of terrible movie references, but but and you kind of know what I'm getting at though. Like like you just welcome them into town. And it was a free for all. I was like, you should have known you can't just free for all. That that there are some things you can do while you're here, and then some things you can do after you move on. Uh, and, and so um, that just wasn't how they played it. So I don't know. I got to get off the movie references. They're not exactly direct, but I think you get the gist. Yeah, no, you need a Doc Holiday or something like yeah. that just to kind of control things a little bit. But well, why you know what? Was, I- well, hold on then, because now now you screwed it up. Wyatt Earp was the Doc Holiday is the villain theoretically. No, Wyatt you're Earp's right. You're the right. I guess so you're right. You're you, know, right. You, you get some okay Corral history. Let's go. Okay, come on. Great, <laughs> great movie. If you haven't watched Tombstone, go check it out. I, I, that's actually a movie that's back on my list of of rewatch like movies I want to rewatch. Great movie. Great. Movie.